0: You're listening to the Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning into the Sports Blog New York Podcast. This is an NBA Outsiders edition of the SBNY Podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, and on Spotify. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you've been hearing, hit us up on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app with a subscribe, a rating, and review. I am going to keep this short and sweet on the intro because we have a nice, fun, long Eastern Conference Over-Under podcast coming your way uh, on this Friday. And stay tuned for the Western Conference Over-Under podcast coming on on Monday after the weekend. The NBA season is so close, we can all taste it. Joining me on the podcast today is John Lucas Duffy and Frank Vellani, the NBA outsiders in the flesh for the Eastern Conference Over-Unders. Cannot forget about the Yankees. They just took the L to the Astros to go down 3-1, in the ALCS, a big hill to climb back up for the Yankees. Uh, we will stay tuned on that series and continue to talk on Sportblog NYC on Twitter, my personal at P. Kennedy with two Y's. But this podcast here is all about the NBA. So if you're a little bit sad about the Yankees' outcome in that game Thursday night, don't you worry. We'll take your mind off it with a fantastic Eastern Conference Over-Under podcast, Sportsblog New York, NBA Outsiders edition. Again, I'm Pete Kennedy. I'm about to be joined by John Lucas Duffy and Frank Villani. In the flesh, Eastern Conference Over-Under's NBA season is here. Don't miss it right here. Sportsblog New York podcast. All right, here we go Sports Blog New York podcast and NBA Outsiders edition, a very special NBA Outsiders episode not only cuz we're here to do Eastern Conference over/unders, but we also have the NBA Outsiders in the flesh. My name is Pete Kennedy, but in the room with me right here, I can touch him with my own hands
1: is Frank Villani. What's up, dog? What's up, PD? How we doing, bro?
0: Thrilled to have you in the same room. We don't always get to do this. We do Discord a lot. We talk over the interwebs. But right now, not only is Frank Vellani in the same room as me, but John Lucas Duffy across the way on the other side of the room. What's up, dog? What
2: up, what up, PD?
0: You know what it is. It's time to do over-unders in the NBA because it's that time of year. The season starts on Tuesday. Uh, Quick housekeeping on the podcast, we're going to do Eastern Conference and Western Conference in separate pods. You're listening to the Eastern Conference podcast right now, which will be released on Friday, Western Conference on Monday. So you have a day or two before the NBA season to get those bets in and to win that money because that's what we're about on the Sports Blog New York podcast, NBA Outsiders Edition. And we're talking winning money. We may have to look to one guy here because we're going over the records from last year's Over Under podcast. And uh, Duffy and I came in with the same record at 14 and 16, which is not terrible, Duff. We didn't do bad.
2: We didn't make any money, though. We
0: didn't make any money. We lost a little money. But it's a respectable 14 and 16. Now, Frank, on the other hand. Hey. Dude. What's going on? You crushed it last year. Bro. 18 and 12 for Frank last year. 8 and 7 in the East. And a whopping 10 and 5. In
1: the Western Conference.
0: Frank, are you uh, hiring your horse right now? Are you feeling confident going into this year?
1: No, honestly, I'm a big believer in the law of averages. <laughs> so if you're trying to bet these, like you probably should just fade me. But if I'm <laughs> right, I'm a genius and you're <laughs> stupid, not me.
2: Yeah, this is this is the year Frankie's going to go uh, 12 and 18, and then Pete and I are going to go 16 and 14. So with the VIG, that's 500.
1: Absolutely. Me
0: and Duff live at average, and Frank's a little more volatile. Maybe <laughs> a, little it, bit, l- a little bit, just a little bit. A little more ups and downs. But maybe not. Maybe you're just crushing it at these over-unders in the NBA. Me and Duff think our takes are hot. Frank comes in smooth as silk and uh, wipes the floor with us in the over-under game. Um But what we're going to do here, we're going to go alphabetical order. We didn't want to talk about all the good teams at once, all the bad teams at once. So we're going alphabetical order. This is the Eastern Conference, and we start off with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks over under is set at 34 and a half. Uh, An average number, a team that people are... Probably expecting a a jump out of, of sorts. Trey Young came on the end of the year. John Collins, some good uh, draft picks, Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. But Frank, since you are the big winner, why don't you start us off with your Atlanta Hawks over under 34.5?
1: So this one's a weird one to me because I feel like it actually is kind of spot on the nose. Uh, I'll I'll go with the over, though. I believe in uh, Trey. I think he's still got a lot to prove, uh, especially considering how much hate he got with the Luka trade that was, like, you know, unwarranted. It's not under his control. So I'll give the Hawks an over because I think they're going to progress well as a team.
2: I don't know. I, I don't know if he got hate necessarily. I think it's just those two guys are just can be tethered to each other for the rest of their careers. And there's nothing either one can really do about it, just kind of a twist of fate. And I'm actually going to take the under just because I feel like this team is so young. They, they have – what what was it? It was like everyone on their team except for like two guys are under the age of thirty, and then half the team is under the age of like twenty six. So, so you, think you think about all their core team. guys: Trey, Trey Young, Young, John, John Collins, John, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herder, and uh, Cam Reddish. You think of those five guys? Those are the building blocks of their franchise. A lot of really five really solid guys, really plus prospects in the NBA world. I just think the hardest thing for teams to do like that is play defense. So now with this pace and space, a lot of scoring, it's hard to stop anyone. And now, especially with the younger team and trying to learn different rotations at this level. And you can't, there's no, there's no, there's no one to fall back on. They don't have like a big guy who's a veteran that they can trust in the back line. So Alex I'm going to take bro. the, Alex I'm going to take Len, the bro. Yeah. Like I said, they don't have, they don't really have <laughs> a big guy to fall back on. <laughs> Look, Alex Len, Alex Len got given up on, by the uh, Phoenix Suns, so. So I need to know about that one.
0: Hey, you know what though? Alex <laughs> Len had some moments at the end of last year. I
2: was high on him out of what, college. What is Dragon My Bender mistake.
0: doing right now? Speaking of hey. He's
2: doing what Alex Len was doing two years ago. So no, not even that much.
0: Dragon Bender, is he back in Europe? Who knows? So you're on the under for the Atlanta Hawks. Frank's on the over for the Atlanta Hawks. I actually, you know what? I kind of expected this team, uh, this over-under number to be a little bit higher. Uh, Just because they're a little bit of a hipster team, they have a lot of young talent. I think Trey Young's offensive numbers are going to be off the charts this year. Like he's going to put up ridiculous games. His average is going to be. I think he's going to do twenty and ten this year. Give me a hotter
1: take than that. Come on, twenty and ten. Yeah, hotter. Like, give me, give me something like leads the league in something.
0: I think he could lead the league in assists actually 100% why not his usage is going to be through the roof he's going to be ball in the hands all the time he I think the one thing that translated for him right off the bat was his passing his shooting took a while to get uh, accustomed uh, to the longer guys around him his finishing at the rim got better and he has the floater game but I think he takes pride in setting up his guys I think we see Trey Young's assist go through the roof I think 2010 is almost going to be a walk in the park for this guy
1: how about that I like that. I like that take better than the lukewarm one. I feel like <laughs> I feel like he has a chance to average like thirteen assists. Wow. With usage. And like the conversation of leading the league in it, Russ and James Harden, who are two guys who are always at the top of that list, they're on the same team this year. So it might water them down a little bit. So maybe like thirteen's still pretty uh yeah, like lofty goal, but like even if he's at like twelve or eleven and a half, he might get it. So
2: Um what I want to see from Trey Young, I want to see him create depth with his uh, the way he probes the, the defense. What I mean by that is, I want him to work around the top of the key. I want him to get low towards the block, not necessarily always looking to score, but to look for weird angles to pass out of, a la Steve Nash on the Phoenix Suns. That would be something that would be uh, really exciting to see from him.
0: I think we're all excited to watch the Hawks. They're one of those teams that is going to be fun. They're going to be in games, and that thirty-four and a half number gets tight. I'm going with a slight over. I think thirty-six is their is their target number this year. I like where they're at uh, with the high energy. So I'm with Frank on this, and if, uh, maybe I'll just bet every game with Frank. I'm trying to go eighteen and twelve this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's a, I- a dumbass thing. To say. They might be.
2: They might be. They're. They're probably going to be like the new net for leap. Yes. In the Eastern in the Eastern Conference. Like this is the this is the team everyone's pointing to. This is the next team to look for in the East.
1: I will watch literally probably a hundred percent more Hawks games this season than I did last season. Yeah. And- so I'll watch like
0: they are the type of t- <laughs> they're the type of team like the Nets where they're never gonna be out of a game because their their offensive firepower is gonna be legit. And then shout out to Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. Can those two rookies make an impact or are they gonna be rookies? We'll see. Let's move on. Next team in the Eastern Conference, Boston Celtics, 48 Boo. and a half. Boo. Still <laughs> still a very high number for the Celtics, honestly, even with all their change, but obviously they brought in Kemba Walker, another all-star, Tatum Brown. More freedom without Kyrie, maybe. Gordon Hayward, another year back from injury. Duff, the Celtics are a de facto Duff team. So why don't you start us off 48-and-a-half. What say you?
2: I'm going to go over because I've taken the over the past two years with them. Didn't hit, so it's got to hit this time, right? That's why I'm saying the over. <laughs> uh, also, I, I just think Brad Stevens is the type of coach who always does more with less. You think about guys like Isaac Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder. All those guys he maximized while he was, while they were on his team and he could, they were more malleable. It's not like Kyrie Irving, a guy who's kind of set in his ways because he knows he's a superstar and he is. And he doesn't need necessarily to be coached up like some other guys. Kemba Walker, I think, is someone who's going to be hungry to assimilate to a new system, who's out of the basketball hellhole that is Charlotte. And I think he's going to be hungry and excited to prove something. The two guys I worry about are Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown, because Jalen Brown, a a lot of people were talking about um, what's his name, Josh Rosen, the quarterback for the Dolphins. Yeah. When he came into the league. People were saying this guy might be too smart for the NFL. I think Jalen Brown might be too smart for the NBA, too
0: smart for his own good type of deal.
2: I don't I don't mean that as like an insult. It's just kind of he's too he's too woke. He's always questioning things, which is a good way to look out on life. But when it comes to basketball, you kind of have to be, you know, like know your role do what you're supposed to do, all that type of stuff. So those, those two guys, guys, I worry, you know, who's going to get the shots? Now, everyone's saying Gordon Hayward. He, he looks like he, he's 100% back, which I'm hopeful for because that was a gruesome injury. Felt like he was force-fed minutes, possession, shots last year. The other guys kind of resented it. And uh, I think I think I expected the, the, the leap, the full leap that we expected from Jason Tatum, him to attack the basket more, less long-range twos he already said kobe was the problem last year so i'm excited that it was a kobe's fault b that he recognizes so quickly that was pretty impressive and uh, and c that he's going to make that adjustment to to him.
0: i love that we were so early on with the it's kobe's fault thing i was on this Sleep podcast yourself, kobe for real i was on this podcast <laughs> last year like ripping Jason Tatum up because I was like, my dude was so good at the rim last year, and he's taking way less shots at the rim, more mid-rangeers, less threes. It's exactly what we didn't want to happen with Jason Tatum.
2: And that was the thing we loved about him as a rookie was big, sweeping righty, like those weird finger rolls going right to left, finishing on the wrong side of the rim with long arms. That was every everybody loved that about him, and I think everyone picked up on the fact that Kobe was the problem except Jason Tatum. <laughs> and, so I'm a little and, worried wait. about that. Literally, everyone saw that video.
0: Like, oh. And and wait and more importantly, Kobe definitely still doesn't realize it, but that's okay. Uh, so it sounds you said you're on the over, but it sounds like you're on the under. But I get that you took the over solely based on the fact that you took it the past years and were wrong. So you're hedging your bet and sticking with it. I like I like the the heady play there. Uh, I'm gonna go with a slight under here. I think 48 and a half is a high number. I know a lot of people are saying the Eastern Conference just ain't it right now. I, I just think 48 is like is where they're gonna be because you look at the Bucks, you look at the Sixers. We're going to get to the Toronto Raptors, but you think about the Pacers? There's not just all trash in the East. There are some real teams here. I don't think the Celtics are going to fare well against the Western Conference, and that'll come back to bite them. They're a top-four seed, in my opinion, but I do think that means 47-48 wins. So I'm going to go with the heady play and say the slight, slight under, but I do think this team is going to be uh, more hitting their stride when playoffs come around, and no one is going to want to see them then rather than last year. They just never hit a stride despite, you know, finishing in the top of the Eastern Conference. So, Boston Celtics, much more fun watch this year. Jalen Brown also, fun fact, turned down an $80 million extension because he expects to get more in the future. Interesting move by him. Wrong. But he's the type of guy
1: who's going to bet on himself. Your whole take. My whole take is wrong? Wrong. Oh, you didn't even let me finish. Except for the under part, I like that part. Yeah, no, you can finish, but wrong. So I, I
0: think, <laughs> I think the only problem with them now is uh, guys like Tatum and Brown just trying to become the true, true leader here and not buy into Brad Stevens. It's going to be an interesting, you know, debate all year of like, are they looking better than the post Kyrie, uh, the pre-Kyrie era, and all that stuff? But I'm going with the slight, slight under. I think they're a good team, fun team, better team to watch than last year. wins for me. I like under.
1: So I'm sorry I cut you off with the wrongs. Wrong. But I felt like that whole description. You did the same thing Duff did, but the opposite way. Wrong, Jerry.
2: Jerry. Jerry, you're wrong.
1: You you did the hedge your bet, but the opposite way. You said they're going to be under, but you talked them up as opposed to Duff saying over and talking them down. So I'm going to give you the under, and I'm going to talk them down. I'm going to throw a word out there that I do not throw around often. But this team has two of them, and it's too long. It's been too long. I, you know, we just let it go. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, frauds. Oh, frauds! Wow. Under, get me out. Wow, that's actually. But, so uh, you can finish your point. Finish your point.
0: I was gonna say that's slightly music to my ears because I don't know if you guys remember a pathetic moment of mine pre-draft Jason Tatum. I was down. I was down on him. Didn't think he was the athlete. Uh, NBA-level athlete that he looked like he was in college, No, wasn't above-the-rim guy, proved me wrong. He looked awesome rookie year. I was like, God, I was so dumb on that. And then he kind of proved me a little bit right maybe in year two, and Definitely. now Frank's back on my side. He's a Bro, fraud, huh?
1: He's a fraud, and I'll tell you why. His biggest weakness, even his rookie year, was his ball handling. And, I mean, if last year was any indication, he got worse. So, you know, it's tough for me to be on a guy's bandwagon when he – isn't improving the areas that he needs to improve the most. And Jalen Brown's a fraud because he thinks he's worth, like, $180 million. Like, sorry, dude. Get the fuck out of you here. You
0: average 14 points. Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out <laughs> of here, bro. I'm
1: sorry. Especially, like, <laughs> NBA salary caps about to go down because it's been going up for so long. Like, The
2: only way, the only way it would go down is if China stopped picking them up.
0: Uh, moving on we to the say, Brooklyn Nets, Frank,
2: Pete, Pete bleep that out, we don't say the C word,
0: <laughs> the show word, the cho. no, no show words out here, except for the, char- no, we don't talk about the Charlotte horns either. Sorry. Sorry. Cut that, cut that part. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the Brooklyn Nets, 43 and a half. Obviously they had the splash of the offseason. uh, but Kevin Durant's not playing basketball just yet. So the Kyrie Irving led Brooklyn Nets with, um, you know, that's, that's, Still very strong deep group that they got with Karis LeVert, uh, Joe Harris, Jared Allen. They did grab a Prince, which is a nice get for them. The Brooklyn Nets forty three and a half. My first reaction was that's probably about fair to to expect them to do that after overachieving last year. They only, they did have forty two wins last year. Do you think they're two wins better, Frank? Forty three and a half yes. Brooklyn Nets. What do you think?
1: Yes. Um, I don't know how if we're doing locks this year again. But I know yeah, that. Yeah, let's was, do locks. I locked Lock them it in, in as my over last year, and I just a bit, I did it basically on principle. That was a big heart pick for me, even though I'm a Knicks fan. I watched a lot of Nets and grew to like them. This is another heart pick that I kind of do feel like I could back up with the brain. Um, they just got better, even with Kevin Durant still waiting in the wings. They got better. Um, I think a full healthy year, hopefully, from Karis Levert uh joe harris coming off a big olympics pretty much the only guy on the usa team that performed like better than he did in the nba season almost pretty much um i think the nets are a super interesting team uh i kind of hate that they're the little brother in new york and they're punking the knicks so hard but hey maybe that's the the fire that they need under their ass to finally get good i don't know but it's definitely it's definitely something now yeah, it's I mean, interesting. No, uh, Everybody, I'm uh, sorry to keep rambling, but people just talk about it, like at work. Or, right. You know, like, I just hear talk about the Nets. They're, so. they're a Can't thing You talk
2: about it. You got to be about it.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> That's what they say.
1: Honestly,
0: somebody, speaking of don't talk about it, be about it, that just makes me think of Karis LeVert and Joe Harris. Those two guys are low-key guys, low-maintenance guys. Karis LeVert had that pretty gruesome injury last year, came back sooner than we expected, and then... Uh, he really came and looked better than we expected too. And now he he has a full offseason to train, get right. I think Karis LeVert, he was the better player than D'Angelo Russell before he got hurt. Then Russell really put the team on his back, which was an amazing run by him. Made the all-star team as a reserve, all that stuff. Karis LeVert, though, can ball. He can do a lot of things. He's that wing scorer who can shoot, slash, and pass. He's a, He's a fine defender. I think this team is going in the right direction and uh, I'm just gonna throw Kenny Atkinson out there, throw his name in the bucket. Coach of the year didn't get never enough never heard of him. <laughs> didn't get enough love for Coach of the Year last year. And now it's time for him to get that love. Yes. He's hitting the OVA. I love that. I'm with Frank again. I love that coach I'm of the year. I'm sticking with That's Frank. My
1: coach of the year pick too. Kenny
0: Kenny Skins over here. Uh I think forty five is their target number. I like Ova. Duff, what do you think?
2: So they won the offseason, many people are saying that they won the offseason uh, because they got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, obviously, and they're going to have that, you know, everything's about having two superstars. You want those those dual threats out on the perimeter, inside, skill guys, whatever. Everyone's got two. You got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, uh, LeBron and AD. You got Russ and, Har- uh, and uh, Harden. So now everyone's waiting for Kyrie and KD in Brooklyn. I think they got two stars right now. I think they got Kyrie Irving and Karis LeVert. You guys are talking them up. I want, I'm ready this season. I want him to make that next step.
1: I'm tired of lukewarm no... takes. I love this hot shit.
2: He's going to make that next step to become a star in this league. Not a superstar, but a star. I'm talking, I'm talking a shade below Brad Beal type star in this league. We're talking
1: like three career all-star appearances. We're talking, We're talking like Chris Middleton level star.
2: We're talking Chris Middleton That's level star. A, yes, oh yeah, I love it. Yes, oh, I love that.
1: We're vibing um, in person right now. Yes, we're vibing. Yes. Chris
2: Middleton type star. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Karis LeVert, Who isn't? Showed a lot of resilience. And Joe Harris is going to play defense. He's going to get. He's going to get his shots up. He's going to do his job. The only thing I'm a little worried about is what they're going to do with the big men. Oh yeah. What What are they going to do with Jared Allen versus DeAndre Jordan? Because DJ, he came to this team, KD, Kyrie specifically wanted him for this team, and now what are they going to do with it? Are they going to say, you have to start this guy, or are they going to let Jared Allen cook? I think they should stick with the young guy. People have been on DJ for years, years that he is not as good as people say. He steals rebounds. He almost gave Luka Doncic a concussion last year trying to steal a defense, uncontested defensive rebound. So I'm, I'm just a little worried about how they're going to play that out, but I think Kenny Atkinson, I don't, I don't think he's going to kowtow to that type of
0: thing, So I, I, I agree. I think DJ should be like 15 minutes a game guy. He, he's not, he's not useless.
2: And, and Turian Prince, I loved, I, loved yeah, him on the. Yeah, I,
0: sh- I shouted him out before too. So Absolutely. you're on the over as well for the Nets.
2: I, I think so. I'm Th- on the
0: over. Three overs for the Nets. That's, That's our first, first one. That's our first one. trifecta one. agreement. So the under has now become a lock for you betters
1: out there. <laughs> do the, do the yeet, do the yeet. there we go that's what happens when we hit the trifecta we eat on them all we We just we
0: eat on them all all right (laughs) i'm gonna give a quick disclaimer here on our next grouping of teams like i said this is alphabetical order so no specific order except for the alphabet that was a really weird thing to say um but these next four teams unfortunately are the four teams we marked off in the eastern conference that we're just going rapid fire we're getting one sentence and we're getting the hell out of there because these teams you know Maybe have a young piece or two. Maybe can be a playoff uh, eight seed, seven seed type team. But let's be frank. There's, well, actually, I'm me, Frank. I'm Pete. Sorry.
1: <laughs> let me let me go first. Let me go first on the next one, please.
0: You got it. All right. They're not that exciting, and that's just what it is. All right. So these next teams start off with the Charlotte Hornets, twenty-three and a half. Scary Terry. What do you say, Scary Frank?
1: So we're going quick on these ones, right? Yeah, Rapid quick. Fire. One take. Ready? Over under I'm out. giving you the quickest one ever. Good luck under.
2: <laughs> every every year, there's always like one or two teams. It's been, more frequently it's been closer to three teams that are that are under 20 wins. This is absolutely one of those. I don't see how a team with Terry Rozier, God bless him, is as they're starting as their starting point guard. Bless his heart. I don't see them winning over 20 games.
1: Their best player. Yeah, yeah, come They're on. He's best player. He's their Batum? best player? Dude, Nicholas Batum had to average like 15 points this year. What are you talking about? <laughs>
2: <laughs> How dare you say best player without even considering Michael Kidd Gilchrist? Oh, God. He was the number two pick in the draft, people. Never forget. Oh,
0: gosh. All right, Willie Hernan Gomez. i got to say his name out loud. Let's go, Knicks. Um, contractually obligated. Contractually obligated to shout out Willie Hernan Gomez. Uh, that sounds like a big for the Charlotte Hornets. Is that three unders? Do I hear three unders? That is three unders. We got three unders. Let's wrap it up. up. Now this team's a little bit more interesting. There is some sneaky playoff buzz in the East for this team. I'm not going that far. But their over-under number does have some more consideration, yet they still are in our quick take over-under and out category. That's the Chicago Bulls, 33-and-a-half. Duff, what do you got?
2: I should have the over for 33-and-a-half. I think they're going to be right around 35. That's still going to miss the playoffs, which totally fine with that. But I, just this team is a little frisky. You got Otto Porter. You got Wendell Carter Jr. You got the, the finisher, the Finn Reaper, Larry Markkinen and Kobe White, their, their new draft pick. I mean, I don't know how this guy's going to do in the NBA um, on this team in particular, especially because Zach Levine's going to be ball hogging the whole time. Um, but oh I, I think this team has a lot of talent, and I think they could just accidentally just be in some close games and get some wins and just be right there in the mid-30s, right where you don't want to be when you're rebuilding.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't forget about Jimmy Boylan. They're going to be doing suicides what? between
1: quarters. What? Uh, be d-
2: up-downs until Blue is no longer <laughs> tired and
0: thirsty. <laughs>
1: Does Kobe White still have the hair? Yeah, a little bit. It's a little different, right. but it's something like that.
2: You, right? you know you know how I feel about guys with hair like that. You want to
1: know how I feel about guys Looking with hair you. like that? Over. Bulls over. Give me it. Just because of his hair. I love you. Just straight off Kobe White's hair. I'm keeping this as short and simple as I can. No analysis at all. I'm giving you one reason why. I'm giving you the heart's reason, not the brain's.
0: (laughs) I I love it. I think this team is an over as well. I don't think they go much higher than 35 wins. I think Zach Levine is going to be one of those sneaky guys where, you know, Bulls fans and then certain people around Twitter and stuff are going to be like, you know, Zach Levine, all-star? He's averaging uh, 24 points. He's doing pretty good. The Bulls are not terrible. And it's like, yeah, but
1: uh, he's a ball hog. But he's shooting 29%.
0: Right. And honestly, though, he has so much talent, that guy. Like, he's still pretty young. Can he put it together and be like a winning player rather than just a stats player? I think he could be at some point, but I think this team's sneaky deep. I like uh, some of their guys. Tomas Like If you look at Sadaransky and Otto Porter as guys who just don't suck and can play NBA basketball, and then some of their wild cards like Laurie, Wendell Carter, uh, Zach Levine, Kobe White, and those guys, there is a path for them to get in the low 30s. So it's a tough one for me. It's pretty close to a draw. I'm just going to go slight over because I think they're going to be on the more fun side to watch. That's it. That that's not. Is that a? Th- is that three overs there?
1: Jeez, man, we're yeah. Three that that one's definitely definitely take the under on that one. If you're sitting, there. yeah, fade us on that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And us. moving on to the Cleveland Cavaliers, another team that uh, sits in the uh, Charlotte Hornets ilk of just not that exciting. They do have a couple young guys: Colin Sexton, year two; Darius Garland; Dylan Windler; and Kevin Porter. That's some young guys to keep an eye out. The big story for the Cavs: what happens with Kevin Love? Does he get traded? Uh, how does John Beeline look as a first-year NBA head coach as an old man? I don't know. But 24-and-a-half is a low number. Duff, does that hit that Charlotte Hornets uh, in the teens win category, or do you think they have a chance to hit 24-and-a-half?
2: Anytime the number one um, storyline for your team is will your best – when, not will, when is your best player. Are going to be traded away? you got to take Because Kevin Love is the is – the, most important guy in this team, not nah, most. He's the best. He's the best guy in this team, and he's going to get traded away at some point. Someone's going to take that contract. I actually am a little surprised that um, Portland didn't try to take a flyer on him, but I guess that's because uh, Whiteside's got the expiring, right? So that, that'll that do it. Um, and Love's got, what, three years left? This is year two of a four-year deal that he signed for 120. Yeah. So, nice. all right. I'm gonna take the under, even though this team's got D Wade back on it again. Dean, Dean Wade.
0: Dean Wade
2: <laughs> <laughs> from Kansas State.
0: I just gave you um, that look like, hold on,
2: yeah. what? <laughs> so like... everyone else driving in their car just also gave me that same look that you did.
1: That's the pu- um, that's the puppy stare. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, yeah. i the one the one player I'm excited for is uh Darius Carl. Yeah. Because everyone was given like Kyrie comps and all that stuff, and I think he's gonna kinda push Colin Sachs aside here.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm, I'm with you there.
1: pushing who aside? No, okay. Uh, Easy. I'm keeping this as quick as possible. I don't even want to waste our listeners' time, Uh, you know, all of you guys out there, Um, under. They suck. You know, what more is there to say? It's Cleveland. Like, they don't have anything to play for. (laughs) They really don't, bro. I do look forward to Darius
0: Garland and what can Beeline do in the NBA. Because if you do care about college basketball a little oh, yeah. bit, he's a real like to me. That's the most, guy right now. Yeah. To me, that's so. the most
1: interesting part. Personally, I'll,
0: I'll say I'll say sneaky uh, Twitter favorite is going to be Dylan Windler. Guy can shoot the crap out of the ball. He's like six ten. He plays really hard. Dylan Windler. I think his name's Dylan. His last name is definitely Windler. They
1: still have Tristan Thompson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. All right, moving on. That was uh, three more unders. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> Now on Someone to the Detroit Pistons. Before. I think we're going to have some disagreement here, I hope. Detroit Pistons, a little more interesting than the last couple teams, maybe than, other than the Bulls, uh, because this team could and maybe should be a playoff team again. Obviously, Blake Griffin, Andre Jumman. Derek Rose joins the Detroit Pistons. Reggie Jackson. Um, I haven't started one off yet, so I'm going to go first here, guys. I'm going to set the tone right now. Over. Lock it in. Hard over.
1: You're locking. locking. Your lock it.
0: lock. Locking put over on the spreadsheet. Detroit Pistons. So I know it's real. I'm putting it on the spreadsheet <laughs> because one reason and one well actually two reasons. Two well, but one main reason. Blake Griffin is stud, a top six player in the Eastern Conference. I mean, there's Joel Embiid, there's Ben Simmons, there's Giannis. That's three, and then you get like is Kyrie as a singular individual player more effective uh, to win games than Blake Griffin? Maybe a touch like. I don't know. Blake not, Griffin's not freaking when he was in awesome Cleveland by himself, bro. That's what I'm saying. So like Blake Griffin's awesome. I think single-handedly he can put this team into the playoff contention. I think they're just under 500 they get into the playoffs with 40 wins, but lock in over 37 and a half. Lock it up. Yes. Blake Griffin and
1: shout out Derek Rose. Guy's been doing some stuff. Duff, are just are you this way or that way? I'm the second one. All right, you go first.
2: All right. All right. Um <clears throat> I was shaking my head. Pete, you might have saw me shaking my head when you were talking about your take, specifically when you got to play Griffin. That wasn't because I uh, disagree with you about his talent. I was just thinking, uh, it just reminded me how great his life was in LA playing for the Clippers. And then I remember, just realized again that he's in Detroit after he got broken up with by his girlfriend just simply because he was traded, which, I mean, that's what you get when you fuck around with a Jenner, you know? Um, um, uh, but I've, I, this team's going to be an under for me. Uh, because Blake Blake Grevin is far and away their best player. Who's the second best player?
1: Andre Drummond.
2: Exactly. 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 You, see, you see, I mean, he's, I know he's shooting pull-up threes, but those, but those same pull-up threes are barely hitting the back. <laughs> okay. okay, I know they got Derrick Rose, but again, this is Derrick Rose like 10 years
0: too late. Hey, Andre Drummond shooting threes is actually the, the biggest negative on
1: the Detroit Pistons yeah, possible. I'm not easy. a drumming guy. I'm they, really not. They still have Reggie Jackson.
0: They do have Reggie Jackson. God damn. I, I'm not a that's drumming guy. That doesn't help anyone's
1: no, case. No, that hurts.
0: I, that
2: actually helps my kids. Yeah. I like
0: Luke Kennard. I like Derrick Rose. And I think Blake Griffin in the Eastern Conference is that good. He's a lock to be an all-star. He's 25, 9, and 6. He's going to do enough. For the Pistons to be the eighth seed again and get swept in the first round,
1: I agree so, with that. So
2: the Pistons just played against the Sixers in a preseason game. Matisse Thibel, a rookie for the Sixers, just played defense one v five against the Pistons, and he ended up getting like six
1: they, blocks. They and two were having a poster and like competition, batter. and none of them succeeded. They literally all cocked back two hand jams, and he got he just blocked them. Like, come on, NBA game, you just lay it up. That guy ain't blocking shit. I don't even know how to say his name.
2: Matisse Thibel
1: thigh bowl, bro. It's like thyroid. It's like a, a gland in your body. I know that. Um, I'm going to have to go with Pete on this one. So no yeet for this one. Uh, I'm hitting the over. Um, I think Blake Griffin is like sort of an anomaly in the NBA because I think like generally speaking from a basketball skill standpoint, he is one of the most improved players in the NBA but he'll never be considered on that list because he's always been really, really good. But if you look at the growth of his game, I mean, this is a guy who went from dunking on everybody from, like, the third hash to a guy who who makes plays. Like you said, he averages six assists a game last year, and he can shoot the three. Like, he used to get so much shit I'm a big Charles Barkley fan, and there is nobody in the world who would yell at Blake Griffin more to stop shooting threes than Charles Barkley. But like, hate to say it, but shut up, Charles, you're wrong. Chuck. Yeah, Chuck.
2: Google, Google me, Chuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like, seriously, Yo,
0: I, I I think
1: like I'm I'm looking at all the
0: teams right now in the Eastern Conference. D- is like this is this is going long on the Pistons. I guess we had more to talk about here because I came out so hot. You did with, come with- out hot. <laughs> With the first um, over under there, but I mean, Hawks, Celtics, Nets, Hornets, Bulls, Cavs. Kemba, better than, than Blake Griffin? No, I, don't, I don't think so.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Uh, is Tatum and Brown? Not yet. No one on the Hawks. Kyrie, I'll give you that if, if you want, but it's probably more of a wash. It's close. Nobody yeah. on the Hornets, nobody on the Bulls, nobody on the Cavs. That's basically half the Eastern Conference.
2: So, so your point about Kyrie versus Blake Griffin? might be a wash in terms of what they do by themselves, but Kyrie, if he wants to, has the potential to make it.
1: Better. Yeah, but that makes so that makes him worse. So
2: does, so does Blake Griffin, I don't think though. he has the same passing capabilities as Kyrie. Well,
0: because he's a, p- a p- point forward, he still gets five, six assists a game. The whole offense runs through Blake Griffin, and when they need him most— he... Who is he passing to?
1: De- Andre Drummond. They play the Luke high-low Cunard. with him. Luke Kennard.
2: Thon-, Thon Maker? Pony <laughs> Snell?
0: It's not great. Who
2: did the Lakers? The Lakers and the Pistons made a trade last year. Who is who was involved in that? Who went to the Lakers?
1: Kentavious. Reggie Cole. Bullock. Oh. Oh,
2: yeah. oh yeah, Reggie Bullock. Because I saw they have uh, the the Pistons have the Ukraine make. Steve McHale. Luke.
0: Gonna be raining threes this year. I actually like that guy. I actually like that All right, here we go. On to the next one. Indiana Pacers. Now this is an interesting team. We don't have them marked as a green as like a super super interesting team in the Eastern Conference. There's only a couple of those, but the Pacers. Definitely can't um, be messed with, even without Victor Oladipo. I think they proved last year his team comes out to play. They play hard. They play defense. They do have some playmaking issues. Their best players right now are probably uh, Miles Turner, Demontis Sabonis, and then Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon isn't a true stereotypical point guard. He really is more of a combo guard who can handle the ball. That's gonna be interesting offensively. But I think this team comes to play every single night, and that goes a long way in the NBA. And then Old Devo comes back at some point and he's their star. Forty six and a half, a strong number for the Pacers. Frank, start us off.
1: Under. Mm. Under. Why? Um just too high of a number, even though Yeah, it's like- it's it's not the team, it's the number. Uh I think they're a playoff team, but I think they're closer to five hundred. I could see them maybe like I don't know. I don't know why, but I see the max in my head is like forty four. Um, I like the pieces they have. I think Zabonis is going to have his sophomore slump in his third year because his rookie year was really just, like, him watching Russ run around, you know? But, like, I feel like the book's kind of out on him. I'm not super impressed by his talent. He's got a really good motor, though. Um, But I feel like that's a similar case for most guys on that team. Like, I'm not super impressed by the talent, but they do, like you said, they do show up and play hard every night. And I think... You know, they kind of p- disproved this last year, but I do think they are pretty heavily relying on Victor Oladipo. Even though they kept it going after he was hurt last year, it's not the same Well, roster. they also lost
0: Bogdanovich. They lost Bogdanovich. He was a really good scorer and a solid defender.
1: D- didn't they lose... Um,
0: Darren Collison.
1: And Thad, is that Young still there? No, Young's on the Bulls. We forgot him saying. on the Bulls. that yeah. Young's not there either. I mean, he's... At the very least, he's an impact player. He's he's not necessarily good, but he impacts the game for sure.
2: He he, um, Thad Young he did what others didn't. He would like guard the best player and and kind of get dirty for rebounds and things like that. They they got T.J. Warren. I don't think he's gonna do those same things, but he's definitely gonna be a plus in the scoring column for them compared to uh, Thad Young. That guy got out of Phoenix. That God bless you, got God out of
1: bless, Phoenix. dude.
2: Um, I think that was a good pickup for them and, but more importantly like a necessary pickup because Oladipo doesn't have a return date still. um yeah he, he, he blew out as he tore his quad ruptured it I don't tore it whatever you want to use in uh late January so it's been uh almost 10 months what
1: are the odds <laughs> that he retires and just starts a singing career
2: what are the odds <laughs> he retires and then him and Andrew Luck open up an architectural consulting
1: and and, and start a band you heard it here first. Inside. I feel like Andrew Luck can slap a Can we get a, a line on that? Nah. God, it's got to be like plus 2,000. Andrew Luck is easily a saxophone guy. Come on. <laughs> or <laughs> a tuba. And with,
0: and with, <laughs> <laughs> and with uh, Victor Oladipo's soulful sound, I think it works good. So, Duff, you're on what here?
2: Oh, uh, I, think, I think I'm think i actually going to take the under, just because we don't know where Oladipo, when, when exactly he's going to come back, what exactly he's going to look like. Even though reports have come out that he looks awesome, they're just... just not going to rush him. This is going to be a playoff team no matter when he comes back. I feel like as long as it's before Christmas or the New Year, I think they'll find their way into the playoffs. Um, but I th- I'm excited to see Sabonis. I'm excited to see Turner. Uh, I'm excited to see TJ Leaf. I'm kind of excited to see him. I feel like he could be like the Pacers version of Zach Collins on the on the Blazers. I really... Those, in college, those guys were really similar players. I feel
0: TJ Leaf was actually better in college than Zach Collins.
2: Yeah. And...
0: Malcolm Brogdon. A good Malcolm. player. And really good player. 50-40-90, dude. And he got paid. 50-40-90. Uh, can, can he keep up uh, that same 50-40-90 pace with more volume? I think I think he could stay close to it, though. I think he could stay close to it. I'm going over. I'm going against you guys here. I'm going over on the Pacers. I think it's a slight over. But 46-and-a-half. 41-and-41 41 41 is 500, right? Can they be six games above 500? I think they can. I think they're the type of team that maybe uh, – Even though they are solid, their lack of star makes people sleep on them a little bit. And because they play such good team basketball, I think they're one of the few teams in the NBA who keep people around 100 points. So they don't have to go out and score 125 to get wins. I think Brogdon proves his worth with that contract. And then I think when Oldeo comes back, they're reinvigorated. And I think it's a slight over, but I'll take the over there.
2: I might have to flip the over because I just realized they have TJ McConnell.
1: (laughs) That's a heart pick. I like it. I like it.
2: I'm doing it. Over. Oh, shut up. They got two TJs. Three. They have three TJs on this team. Wait, what the fuck? TJ Warren, TJ Leaf, TJ McConnell. Back to the
1: under. Back to the under. Back to the under. No, I'm under. Under. Now you don't know
2: where I'm coming from. All right, over. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, next team. Next team. Um, this this team was ton of ton of buzz. ton of buzz about this next team last season and this offseason, what kind of moves they were going to make. The Miami Heat. Always in the trade conversations, a lot of they they obviously got Jimmy Butler and then they were gave him a max contract, and they were in the conversation a lot for Chris Paul. Not really totally out of that conversation still. Still might be looking for a new guard on this team, even though Dragic I think is a, is a fine player and I think he will actually get along with um, with Jimmy Butler just because Jimmy Butler is going to be like hey asshole give me the ball and Dragic is going to be like no habla Spanish English you can just take it or however you say it in Slovenian or wherever he's from and uh i i think um i think this, I think this team, team i think this team's gonna be the over i think this team's gonna be over because they have a bucket they have a, a person who a person who is a bucket tyler hero he's been ripping it up summer league preseason rookie this guy doesn't year. miss he's fearless better
1: rookie in zion think so no but that'd be funny (laughs) 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 that'd
2: that'd be be nutty Uh, I think Jimmy Butler is like the perfect player for Miami I think he's gonna be down there he can kind of act crazy and no one's really gonna pay as much attention to it like he when he was in Chicago it's a big market obviously Tibbs was there then he had D Wade Rondo and then he went to Minnesota Tibbs back with Tibbs again team's got a lot of expectations young guys now he's in Miami he can kind of hide out and, and then he was in Philly like he, lightning rod with or without him you, you know Marky Miami. Mark's
1: gonna be coming to, to Miami to hang out with Jimmy his best friend so yeah, Jimmy Jimmy gonna, will be happy I think they
2: will be driving around in the in the 01 Honda Odyssey <laughs> around uh, <laughs> around, Dude, around he's, Miami he's gonna rewrite
1: he's gonna rewrite Entourage and there's gonna be a totally different character it's gonna be Jimmy Butler but like young Jimmy Butler even though he wasn't around at that time
2: that would be the most boring show
1: of all time <laughs> regardless i hate that i agree with you because i don't like this team and never have and i don't me think either. i ever will i don't th- um, i don't
2: like the collection of players they have i just think this is the year everyone's gonna kind of be like oh yeah eric spolstra he's like an elite
1: nba coach. so th- you stop okay let, m- let me talk okay it's my turn Pete, what do you think <laughs> so you i think, think i think that eric spolstra is gonna have uh is gonna be the only competition for kenny atkinson for coach of the year out in the east um I think that team's going to outperform expectations. Uh, and, you know, call this a hot take, call what you want. I could see them ending up around 50 wins, especially to the point Duff said. I think they're searching for another piece to bring along, and I think this is finally the year they get off of Justice Winslow, too, who is just a net negative in every sense of the word. You think so? So
2: I think, they, I think they're just going to learn how to harness him properly. Point
1: Winslow, baby. Uh, I think his time in Miami is... Is done. It's like it's like the Mets and Travis Darnot. like. Was there talent there? Did he get a shot? No. no. <laughs> yes. He uh, got a
2: shot. There was no talent. He was
1: batting fourth in the A. Let's not talk baseball. Regardless. Um, Definitely
2: don't talk baseball.
1: Yeah. Uh, J- Justin Turner, right? He got his burn with the Mets and sucked and then went to a different team and was good. Sometimes guys just needed a change of scenery. I could see Justice Winslow doing that, but in Miami, like, it just looks ugly. It always has is personally in my opinion they were talking about moving him to power forward and he was still complaining like also gets around the point guard right like what do you do when you run the point nothing
2: that guy is like begging to be put into a new situation
1: he's be- he's begging to be traded to the black hole the, of the NBA the Memphis Grizzlies even worse the Charlotte Hornets even worse what the black hole of the NBA the Phoenix Orlando? motherfucking Suns, <laughs> the New
0: York Knicks. No. <laughs> <laughs> they need more power forwards. They, um, dude. But you're on the over.
1: Yeah, I am. Okay, so you're on the over. Um. Well, we're... Jimmy Butler and I. I agree with Duff. I think there's. I think there's another player that's going to be on this team that's going to be a super impactful. Honestly, player. this
2: is. I'm more playing the line than anything yeah. else here. I just think 43 and a half. Is, Give me 50 is,
1: wins. Is Whoa, low. yeah. Right. Jimmy's going to light I the think... world on fire.
2: Is this team. How many? How many wins? Jimmy's going to light
1: year? the world on fire. In the 30s. It, it,
2: yeah, they had 39. 59. Then they, Hassan Whiteside was causing all kinds of problems. He's
1: so I,
0: Addition by Jimmy, subtraction. Jimmy,
2: Jimmy Butler is just going to take control of this.
0: I, I think the one thing we know about Jimmy Butler, actually the two things we know about Jimmy Butler, one, he's a nutjob. Hell yeah. Two, he is one everywhere he's been. Boom. The Minnesota Timberwolves had this guy and didn't treat him right. They extended two guys who haven't proven anything. It pissed him off. He wanted the hell out of there. They were they went from a playoff team to a non-playoff team. Look at their line close. this year.
1: Look at their line this year. Yeah. Bro.
0: And we're going to yeah, exactly. In the Western Conference, uh we're going to do later, but 35 and a half is the Timberwolves over under. If the Jimmy Butler's on that team, it's 44 and a half, right? 100%. Like, and is is Jimmy Butler just based off of like analytics worth 9 10 wins? Maybe not even. But from Probably a, not. You even saw it with the Sixers last year. When it came down to it, that dude was ready to ball. He was ready to make plays. And he's gonna do the same thing in Miami. Forty three and a half is a little bit low for me. So I think forty-four, forty five is their is their target. I'm going over two.
1: I just read yeah. <laughs> I just read the other day too that uh Embiid was talking about it and he was just saying, like, yeah, we're gonna miss Jimmy. He was really good at closing for us, and that's that's a fact. Jimmy's been a good closer since he started doing it. It hasn't stopped. Why is that going to change now that he's in Miami?
0: It's true. All right, let's move on. Next team was the uh, leader in the East last year, the Milwaukee Bucks. They won 60 games last year. They lose Malcolm Brogdon. They retain Middleton. They retain uh, Brooke Lopez. And um, they maybe get Dante DiVincenzo back. But this team, I don't know how much they got better outside of Giannis improving or outside of Eric Bledsoe maybe going back to Phoenix, Eric Bledsoe. I don't know if that's even possible anymore.
2: Regular season, Eric Bledsoe will do it just fine. Right. Regular season,
0: <laughs> Eric Bledsoe is a good player. So, 57 and a half. It's the highest number in the Eastern Conference. They won 60 last year. Are they able to maintain that pace again, Frank? Mm,
1: shit. Uh, no. Um, I think Brooke Lopez probably had, like, you know, his last really good year. I think he's not going to be as impactful this year. I think I mean Giannis is unguardable. That's that's a fact. So like whatever he does he's going to do. But kind of like you mentioned they didn't do much to get better around him this off season. If anything they lost a piece that was pretty pretty important, not crazy important, but I also could just see this as one of those teams like not not that they've been doing it for multiple years, but their focus could be more on the end of the season and playoffs and where they'll be at that point, as opposed to being the number one seed or having the best record. I think they're more going to gear their expectations and preparations for playoff basketball, not just dominating regular season.
2: Let me tell you guys why this is going to be a smash. Over. So a lot of ba- basketball fans and just people, they underplay the chemistry aspect of basketball. This team Lost one key piece, Malcolm Brogdon, but they they basically retained everyone else, all the key components. They develop a lot from within. This is a small market team, even though they got a superstar. And the thing people aren't talking about enough: there's two pairs of brothers on this team. You got Antetokounmpo brothers and Giannis and th- Thanasis.
0: Thanasis. Thanasis. Thanasis, Thanasis th- gonna you. be in the G League gonna... in about. Ex-Nick, great Thanasis two weeks. Antetokounmpo. Ex-
2: this- he, if you think he's going down the G League with Giannis on this team, you got nothing. And Brook and Robin Lopez. Oh,
1: you they got, got both Robin? Lopez twins. I didn't know they got Robin. They got both All right, the Lopez I take Lopez back what twins. I said about Brooke. This isn't a down year for Brooke. This, this is, is an up year this, for Brook. The
2: brothers are going to be pushing each other. <laughs> I think. I think. I think Brook and Robin are both going to have really good years. They're going to be super happy together. Remember? Remember um, when the the Suns they had both the Morris twins, and then they were just like, "All right, here's your contract for X amount of years." Here's the money that we're gonna give the two of you. You guys divvy it up, you figure it out. Then they they just like did that. They're just the like, we wanna sucked, be though. here together. <laughs> that didn't work well for them. Obviously a ridiculous <laughs> way to do it, but this is this is like a, a cool situation for for those people to be in. It's gonna be happy. They're always gonna have someone to lean on. That NBA season gets long, man. So everyone's just gonna be happy together. This is the same team. Essentially, minus Malcolm Brogdon. And you have all these, like, ancillary guys, DJ Wilson, Sterling Brown, Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connaughton. Any one of those guys takes a takes a step up, like a key step up, that's going to make a big difference for the team in terms of depth and just who's going to be an X factor off the wing. I think this team is going to be right around 60 wins again.
0: I think DJ Wilson is going to come on this year. I think he's shown flashes. I loved him out of the draft. He was, like, a 20-ish uh, pick in the first round. Super athletic like he's six nine kid? yeah six nine six ten guy can run the court
2: by, by the, <laughs> the way we were wondering where Dragon Bender is he's in M-
0: that's a, that's amazing <laughs> I, I actually just saw that too they also added Wesley Matthews and bum I'm not sure if his like confidence, the <laughs> confident yeah like his confidence for most people confidence is good but then there's a rational confidence guy and that's Wesley Matthews
2: imagine if Dion Waiters was who we thought he was and not actually good. <laughs> That's Wesley
1: Matthews. <laughs> we didn't mention Deon Waiters when we talked about the heat. Po- by yo, the way. by the way, good thing you said that because I actually read something. They were they were running him at point for like oh my God. the first couple of weeks of summer camp. Oh my camp. gosh. How terrible would that be? Yeah, no, no. Deion Waiters Dion in Miami. Deion Waiters in Miami,
0: yeah. <laughs> some for some reason, of all places, Miami loves Deion Waiters. They it's really hilarious. do, bro. Um,
2: he he must work his ass off because otherwise they wouldn't put up with his shit. Well, right? he did.
0: He got his body right. They got his hurt. What's no, what I'm saying. What is it, What is he Waders called? Island. No,
1: he called. He calls himself Kobe Wade. Yeah. Yes. Kobe, Kobe Wade. Wade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking clown, bro! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh god! So Milwaukee
0: Bucks fifty-seven and a half. You guys are both on the over. I'm going slight under. I think fifty-six, fifty-seven, and they'll still be right there for a one seed in the East. I went under. I, oh, you went under too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, because this is the point I agree with you. I think they are going to be looking to the playoffs, and um, getting 60 wins isn't that important to them right now. The Sixers are their real competition for the one seed. I think that's going to be a battle. They maybe beat each other up a little bit. Maybe they'll both be around 56. So I'll go slight under, but I do love DJ Wilson. They still have George Hill uh, for regular season purposes, but I think they're going to miss Malcolm Brogdon. You guys kind of poo-pooed what he meant to that team. I thought he was truly the second-best player on that team last season. I thought, I talked Chris up Middleton,
1: what he meant. Bro, I talked up what he was going to mean for the Pacers. Pete, Chris Middleton, third That's true. best. Third best.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I think Brogdon was more important to, than Middleton at certain points of the season. That's a
1: hot take. I, I don't know. Yeah, staff. only
2: because he could cover up for Eric Bledsoe. True. Not because he was
1: actually better. Dude, Middleton is an All-star.
0: Middleton is an all star and he gets more points and he has more flashy plays. But Brogdon is the model of consistency. Meat and potatoes. Like Chris Middleton, he disappears for quarters at a time. He disappears time. for a game. and Only puts, in the playoffs. And puts up to no, he doesn't. <laughs> Only when it counts. He shoots like 78% from three in the playoffs. But Malcolm Brogdon.
2: Only against the Celtics.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon's really good. I think they're going to miss him. I do think this team's still freaking awesome. Still going to be fighting for a one seed. I'll go and slight under on the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm with Frank again.
2: And they have Kyle Corver who's going to help Giannis teach him how to become a 60% shooter. That's it. Look, you're talking about load management, Bucks. There's no, you can't load manage Giannis. He'll fucking go crazy if you try to put him on. In the preseason, he's throwing down windmill dunks. Everyone's like, "Dude, you got to relax." He's like, "Shut the." Bro,
1: wait. Jumped he like, said he jumped like he jumped like two inches off the ground to do that. Like, wait, what? One, one
0: more point, though. One more point. The Giannis rumors are going to start. They have already kind of started. Does that wear on the Bucks at all? Or does that not matter at all,
1: bro?
2: Does not matter. I don't think he's that type. of – He was so hell bent on making sure like Jason Kidd stayed as his coach because it was like th- think about that's the only thing he's known it, as an NBA player and coming from Greece playing in like the CYO league to being in the, in the NBA like he he was just so enamored with that. That's how he feels about Milwaukee. He's going to be like kind of like the Northern Dirk. He just feels very comfortable in that city, and the way they embrace him. No, no place is gonna love him the way that Milwaukee loves him. D- he comes in New York, the first thing is like they lose a the game, just like is like too big, yeah. Is he not big enough? Can I handle? Except the New York media, don't
0: sleep on the the Greek population
1: in New York, bro. They'll be showing up. They Yo, show up. To, I
0: watch. They show up to MSG when he plays. Now, I watch. You think they got diners in Greece? I watched the nothing. game <laughs> live.
1: Chris, Christmas present for my mother. Bless that lady. Knicks versus Bucks. This is when the Knicks were, like, you know, still trying to win games. And Giannis just ripped everybody in MSG's heart out with a, a fade, a fader oh, elbow yeah. jumper.
0: Lance Thomas doing his best job on defense. Bro, I remember that vividly.
1: He, he's not on the Knicks anymore, right? No, nah, he's on the Nets, actually. Let's fucking go. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm segueing to the next one. Yeah. I never get to do I, this. I was No, I, no, that's, no, so weird. no that's so That's so weird. This. I was just going to say, Frank, why don't you intro our next I team? got the next one. So the next one, the hometown team, New York Knicks. I'm going to shoot this over to Duff first because he's the only one without heart and stake.
2: Under. <laughs> why
1: well, you got to do me like that, fam?
2: Dude this team has six power forwards. Half the roster's power forwards. Wait, forward, wait till we, til we get Zebo
1: fam. Wait till we get Zebo. Yeah, wait
2: till you guys sign Zebo and then trade for Justice Winslow.
1: And then, you know what?
0: Trade for Kevin Love too while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Um, <laughs> Who's stopping the power good, forward look, lineup?
2: This is again, we're in that Knicks fans. Knicks fans, just keep taking your medicine. Just keep taking your medicine, keep collecting those prospects. They just have to run themselves like your team. That's all they have to do. Like KD said, what I had been saying on this podcast last year, the year before, basically that you know everyone talks about the Knicks like they're this tremendous market. That's because they remember what it was like in the '90s. Guess who doesn't remember that? People who play basketball in the NBA now, because they're RH or a little bit older, a little bit younger. Like KD was.
1: KD's still I, I, worried about was cool. We was, talked K, about the Nets already. Like well, we talked about the, the Nets already, but I'm, bro. Just, I'm just
2: talking about people in that age. He's like Forget thirty, that thirty-one. Guy. People in that age range, they don't remember the Knicks as being this this. This really exciting, really good team, hard nosed. You don't have to be
1: good to be cool. The Spurs are probably the best team in the last twenty years. Yeah, the and they don't antithesis get any free agents. of cool. The yeah, opposite get, of it.
2: They didn't get any free agents. They drafted all their players. Okay, Small but, but to that point, like, like, Small
1: like Small being Mark being cool doesn't matter. And I'm unless it depends Yeah. But the Knicks <laughs> the Knicks are one hundred percent. James cool. Dolan
2: is Miles Davis.
1: Listen, if you don't think the Knicks are cool, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. You just are. And wait, oh, we're not cool. I was, I didn't know we were gonna get into nah. this, but
0: when I didn't Kevin, either. I... When Kevin Durant said that that comment about the Knicks aren't the cool team that maybe some people think they are, people in the media think Poor they are. Poor choice of words. Julius Randle came out with the greatest line Who after cares? that. Who cares? He came out and was like, "Yo." He's like, I know Kevin Durant. And this is a paraphrase, obviously. He's like, I know Kevin Durant. No, I don't think he meant it as a slight. He goes, but I feel really cool wearing orange and blue. He goes, and I know when I walk into MSG as my home court on Friday night, I'm going to feel really cool then too. And Julius Randle maybe isn't the guy you think of as a culture setter, but when the Knicks have to turn to him to be that, and he comes out with a line like that, which is a calm, cool, collected, confident answer – like that's what you want to hear as a Knicks fan, and I know Julius Randle probably won people over with that line alone.
1: Won me over.
0: He's like, no slight at Kevin Durant. I don't think he meant what he actually kind of said out loud. Yeah, I think
1: it was a poor choice of words, honestly. I don't think he meant cool. Right. I don't he, think he, he meant, meant cool. they're not that. They're not that team. No, they're not like attractive. They're not that. No. They're
0: not that team right they're, now. Yeah, they're not but attractive, it's,
1: it's, but they are cool. Fine, every, fine. Other t- every other, every other team, and every sorry to cut you off, Pete. Every other player that comes into MSG and drops fifty points, that's like their fucking career game. Steph Curry's sixty point night in the Garden is still his best game. James Harden comes to New York to play the the worst team in the league, and he cares about putting up fifty five.
0: Exactly, like, still it still uh, matters. No, but we're kind of arguing against ourselves right now, Frank. We're you're talking
2: you're about, like, about teams coming in shitting. Yeah, just it's literally like, crushing. It. But I'm, but it's, not but it's
1: uh, again, it's it's like playing basketball in New York in the Mecca. Guess who does that on 41 nights out of the season? The worst team in the league. The worst team in the league. But, <laughs> but guess what? They still sell out more than every other team except for the Lakers. Pretty yeah, much. and the Warriors recently, yeah. So what's not cool about that? Yeah, but that's because— What's not people, cool about people, having a ton of people come to watch people, you play?
2: The people, the people who come to the garden, like, they'll literally walk in. And if you want to get a tour of Madison Square Garden, so you can just walk in. People— Show up at the box office of the ticket window, and they just say, "What's happening tonight? I want to buy a ticket, whether it be a concert, a Ranger game, a Nick game." That's that's sometimes how they will fill up their seats. It's just random people coming in and doing that stuff. This team,
0: I'm not, no, I'm not, your I'm mic not, was on. I was just telling you to talk closer to your mic. Uh,
2: oh, sorry. Um, this this it's it's not because. They're the Knicks sometimes. That's that's my point. It's like MSG. It's a collection of things, which is why it should be attractive to your point. But you don't have to be in that market to become a superstar. If you were a great basketball player, the market will follow you. You think of Giannis in Milwaukee. You think of Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City.
1: We shouldn't Look, do You've been
2: you've been hearing me talk about this forever. I if I just we don't
1: start, I, wanna, this I now, wish I, I wish I had the power not, to shut Duff's mic off right bro, now. If we're gonna start this now, we're not getting to the West over unders tonight. That's I know. Yeah, say.
0: we got we got to move on from this. The Knicks. All right, There's number under. They're, <laughs> just
1: here, we'll end that on this. Agree to disagree. Agree and their their
0: number is 26 and a half Okay, I'm
1: over. Duff's on the Duff's over. Under, no, no,
0: Duff's on the under. Frank's on the over. I'm going to do what Duff did for the Celtics, right? You took the over the past few years, and you're sticking with it. I've taken the over for the past few years in the Knicks. I'm trying to learn from my mistakes here, and I'm trying to do some reverse psychology. I'm going under on 26 and a half. And reverse jinx. The reverse jinx. I think this team actually has enough talent to win 30 games. But I feel like I've said that every year for the past three years, and it hasn't worked out for me yet. It definitely has. So I'm trying to get out ahead of it. I'm trying to reverse psychology myself. They have a depth problem because they're not great depth. There's just average to below average depth. There's 12 NBA players on this team. None of them are great, and Fizdale has a real job to do, balancing the vets and the young guys. When it hits December, January, February, we want to see the young guys. And if we're still rolling out, Taj Gibson, Wayne Ellington, and uh, some of the other vets on the team, Bobby Portis and Julius Randler Young, but like even those guys, and we don't see Kevin Knox, we don't see Barrett. That's the real loss of the season. So I don't care if RJ Barrett closes every game and he blows it half the time. I, that's what I need to see. We need to see Dennis Smith Jr. in big moments. Um, they need to be competitive, they need to build a culture. 26 and a half is probably a fair number. My heart is urging me to say over and that they're going to win 28, 29, 30 games. Uh, But for the sake of me reverse jinxing this, I'm going under on the Knicks.
2: Not getting a top five pick in this season. All right, just a quick – I didn't tell you guys this was coming, but I I was thinking of it. Quick – I I got a special over-under for you guys, another prop bet. James Dolan, how many people does he kick out of the Garden for life this season? Over-under one.
1: Do they have to be like important, famous people?
2: No, because or, or it just has to. We just have to know about it. Like, remember that that yeah, person yeah, the, who one was fan. the video of him that counts. You said so.
1: one and a half. One and a half. Fucking blowing the over. Oh my god! <laughs> Did I put my life savings on that, bro. I'll go. Me and Pete will go there last game of the season. And be like, hey, Don, sell the team. Fuckface. <laughs> 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 and he'll kick us out for
0: life. We actually just got banned from the Garden from this podcast that didn't get re- <laughs> yeah. released yet. Uh, moving on to the next team, we have four teams left in the East. Let's roll through this next one yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. For we sure. have two teams to roll through, two teams that are kind of interesting. The Magic are a much better team. They have some interesting pieces, uh, but they still are the Magic. They're not the most exciting team in the world. Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bomb is healthy. Um, Aaron Gordon is now at that point in his career where he needs to like kind of put up or shut up. He actually has a very team-friendly contract. Is he a trade piece, or does he solidify himself? as a real NBA contributor, uh, to 41 and a half for the magic. I think everybody should expect them to be a playoff team when you look at the breakdown of this Eastern conference. So I'll start this off. I'm going to go over on the Orlando magic. I think they're better than 500. So 41 and a half for me is an easy over on this team.
1: Uh, no, uh, I really don't have much to say about this team or really, even reason to back my no, besides like move the magic out of Orlando. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> fuck, fuck the fuck the magic. Um, Watching
0: their games on TV isn't even look doesn't look nice. Bro, it doesn't. So it looks it's depressing. Why is it it's so depressing. Depressing. dark in
1: there? And Dude, their mascot, just... their mascot is like, I am gonna. This is like another weird tangent. But you guys, you guys watch South Park. You ever see the episode when they're chasing the dragon? They're all doing heroin. That's what I think. It doesn't even really look like it, but that's what I think of when I see the Magic's mascot. I only know like, the one where they're trying to cheese. <laughs> yeah. But but the other point, the basketball point that I was going to hit on, um, Marco Fultz. Oh, yeah. The anomaly of a man that he is. Most improved player. Um, Bro, I I I'd never wish for somebody to be a flop. Like that's, I feel like that's a terrible thing to wish on somebody. But I also never really wish for this guy to be good. So like I'm in a weird state with him right like where I can really objectively look at it and like I want for him to be an NBA player I want for him to be able to you know make his bread do whatever but man it just doesn't it just doesn't look right still. The shot looks weird and I, I just can't get behind it I can't uh, the shot
2: the shot doesn't look smooth for Fultz. I, I'm not gonna say I'll be bad if he does well. I'll be pissed, though. <laughs> be pissed. As, a, as a Sixers fan, I'll be pissed. You'll be
0: disappointed. I'll be pissed. Ah, fair enough. I'll also, be, like, I will say this, though. With this number, you said on one of the other teams, you're betting the line on, on the I'm team. i betting on the line. The bet in the line on this team makes me say over right away but also that could be a vegas trick trick a uh, doodle do with like yeah, this team's a playoff team right they're going to yeah. be over 500 cuz they're a playoff team easily in the eastern conference and then they dud out and then they make the 8 seed and, still make the playoffs. At and st- <laughs> 30 at 39
1: wins it's
0: possible <laughs> It is really possible. really it is. definitely is i just think this team's for the eastern conference is just solid they're just they're solid enough
1: to win games and nikola the East. vucevic is good enough to beat bad centers, which is there's, Most elite. there's plenty yeah, so gonna, so of like them. So, Duff, you're on the... Steel minutes from Mo Bamba's You're right? on the over? Yeah. yeah, I'm on the over. I'm <laughs> All right, let's move
0: on. We have uh over from me and Duff there, under on Frank for the Magic. Uh, moving on to the Philadelphia 76ers. Duff, why don't you intro it?
2: All right, so the Sixers obviously got the big signing. They, they, lose, they lose Jimmy Butler, uh, but not lose. They essentially trade him away. Josh Richardson, who's... Kind of like Jimmy Butler light, and then they get uh, Al Jefferson. They steal him away from the Celtics, which I think was a great pickup for them. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna roll with it. I'm just gonna go. Right Did you say, like Al Al Warford, Warford, bro. you say Al Horford, Al Al Jefferson. Jefferson. bro? Al Jefferson,
0: bro. Al Jefferson's in the big three.
2: I'm good. I'm good for
1: Je- he's one. He's about. Those is he about to have everybody. a comeback like? Uh... Joe Johnson. Like Joe Johnson. I so Joe. Whether oh, it's Daryl Morley, he's on the pistons, Russell right? Wilson. Yeah. We totally missed that, dude. Pistons over. Lock it. Joe yeah, Johnson. I, I did lock it. Shout out. There me. you go. Pizza man. Pizza real man.
2: I'm still on the under on that. Um, <laughs> I'm good for one of those every pod. Whether it's whether it's Al Jefferson, Daryl Morley, Russell Wilson. I'm good. <laughs> those are like, that's like my triple threat right now. Get, get, um, get your
0: Morley garbage out of here.
2: Strong. Dude, he keeps catching those L's. I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> So Al Horford, thanks guys. Um, The the biggest problem in the playoffs for this team was, um, I know we're talking about the regular season, but this was a problem in the regular season too. When Joel Embiid is off the court, this team is completely different. It was something like when he was on the court against the Raptors, they were plus 96, 98 points. When he was off the court, they were minus 110 in that seven game series with the Raptors. And that basically sums everything up. He's the anchor of that team. Defensively, offensively, especially this season, no Jimmy Butler to assert himself. Ben Simmons might step up and make some shots, though, or at least take some shots. He, if he doesn't
1: the take them, I don't even know. That's, He'll take them. He better. He better. He'll just take like him. two a game. Just but he, even that's it. Even if it's just the one, yeah. yeah you make it just that's one. It. Just make this him is, think this, about it, bro. This
2: team is going to be absurdly good on defense. They are yep. going to be the number one defense going away. It's good. They're going to have Don't let teams me take gonna because like,
1: I'm going to try.
2: Teams are going to average like 94 points against them. Wow. Their, their starting lineup, they are averaging their, their wingspan of the five players is something like 35 feet, so it's averaging like 7-foot wings. 33, 32. It's in the 30s. It's something ridiculous like that. Um, I'm excited for this team. I think they're going to be really good. They have a lot of depth on the wings. Zaire Smith is coming back. Hopefully no more peanut allergy issues and which is like an absurd thing to say. Matisse Thybul played defense 1v5 against the Pistons. You're locked for an over. So if they're supposed to be a good team, he must be the best defender in the league. He might be. 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 So I'm going to take the over.
0: All right, over on the Sixers for Duff. I'm also going over. I think when you think about the Sixers over under a, 54 and a half, you have to look at the Milwaukee Bucks, 57 and a half. These are the two best teams in the East, and it's not particularly close. They go hand-in-hand hand with record, with uh, fighting for the one seed. I think it's going to be a tight fight, and that's why I have the Bucks slight under, and I have the Sixers over. I think they're both in that 56 to 57, 58 range right around there. That's why I'm nervous to pick the... Uh, the Bucks under because I think they could both be right under 60, but I'm going over on the Sixers. I think they're just a regular season juggernaut this year. They roll through the entire Eastern Conference. They'll have that weird slip-up game every once in a while, as they tend to do offensively, but their talent is just too good. Their defense is too good. Ben Simmons, I have all the faith in the world in him. Never sold my stock.
1: Over on the Sixers at 54.5. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah, you can hit it now. <laughs> it's over. And I know I got my one lock already, but that was a regular lock, right? Can I get an immortal lock? Mortal lock. Mortal lock? Mm-hmm. I'm going to even go further with it. I'm going to do it. I wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Sixers are your 2019-2020 NBA champions. Wow, Fuck bro. You.
2: Fuck you for pulling out this reverse jinx That's
0: right now. Love. I
1: don't appreciate that. What do you mean reverse hey, jinx? You, give, I don't me, appreciate
0: give me Give uh tell tell me again that the sixes are your immortal lock. He
1: doesn't mean it, America. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. Say it. The sixes are my immortal lock. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I don't know. I don't know what they did. I can't hear the sound. Of <laughs> no, anyway. You guys will enjoy it. We worry. went hardcore
0: deep voice for Frank <laughs> saying the immortal lock there. It was good stuff. All right, so we're all on the lo- on the over for the Sixers. I think they're a friggin' awesome team, and that's really all there is to say about it. There's more in depth discussion we'll have on the Sixers because they will be a talking point this season. Absolutely, when them and the Bucks are just pacing the East, and we think about all the juggernauts in the West, we're gonna look at those two teams, the Sixers and Bucks, and say which one of these teams can defeat. First, each other, and then second, whatever team comes out of the West because one through six in the West could possibly be a top-two seed in the Eastern Conference, and we'll get to the West in a little bit. Are um, you guys
2: going to have
1: nightmares when Ben Simmons is shooting 30% from three? I'm
0: going to i I'm gonna be thrilled. You know yeah, I'm a Ben I'm actually, Simmons guy. I'm
1: actually going to be happy. I'm a Ben Simmons guy. I feel like he's wasting himself. Even if he shot 0% from three, just fucking pull one. Just fucking pull one, dude. <laughs> you play on the perimeter so much. That's it.
0: He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. All right, we got to move on. We got two more teams to go. We're actually doing okay on time right now. Yeah, Um, get it. So let's go, Toronto Raptors. Uh, We don't have to go too long on this, but they are the defending NBA champions. Obviously, minus Kawhi Leonard. Lol. It's a weird. It's a weird situation because without Kawhi Leonard, who missed twenty games, this team was like seventeen and four or something like that without him last year. So that load management that Kawhi had really did set up the Raptors to be comfortable enough. To play without him this year. They still have Lowry Gasol. They have Siakam, who should be an all star this year. Uh, 46.5 is probably the right number. I'm going to go slight over on the Raptors. I think continuity, um, the reason, I mean, the fact they play without Kawhi so much last year helps them out a bunch. And Nick Nurse is not a fluke. I don't think he's a fluke. He's not just a Kawhi um, beneficiary of a championship. I think he's a real, legit NBA head coach. I like over on the Raptors. No. No.
1: No. All right, what do you got? Under, because they sold their soul to the devil, aka Kawhi Leonard. You know, I mean,
2: did they? Did was it Masai Ujiri specifically?
1: Yes, well, kind of, but it it transcends upon the entire country of Canada. I don't think the Raptors for the next five years are going to be. Relevant in championship talks, obviously, but they
2: just extended Kyle Lowry.
1: F- yeah, thirty-one million dollars one year. Yeah, I don't know
2: why. I don't know. You know that. why?
1: That was the thank you for staying around here for so long. We finally yeah. did it with you. You know
2: what? Yeah, but you know what? They can. They're writing a. They're writing a check that their ass isn't cash. Oh it's yeah. Like, they like. They have no intention of paying that thirty-one million dollars. I think <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm on the under with this. Oh, also with thank Frank. You. I just think this team. Masai has been dying to to blow this team up since he got there. And he wanted to get – he's been – he shopped DeMar DeRozan. He was shopping uh, Lowry. Those two guys, that was – that was who the whole team was built around.
1: DeMar DeRozan died for the Raptors.
2: He did. Poor guy. And uh, – and Yaka uh, uh, Pertl. <laughs> <laughs> the people forget. Um, but I, I I'm going to take the under here. I think – they're just gonna trade everything away. Marcus Shaw, he's gonna go to another contender. They're gonna uh, Kyle Lowry. He'll go. I don't know wherever. Some, maybe the Heat. Why not? They're gonna, they're gonna package they Kyle
1: Lowry mine. and and Marcus and send him to the Clippers. Nah. It's, yeah, it's not gonna yeah, it's happen. $200 million <laughs> the Clippers literally the already have better guys at both positions. But yeah. So. Sure. They're
2: just gonna, they're just gonna tear it down, I think, and then just go build around kind of Pascal and OG and Anobi. Fred Van Vliet, give him more – he can kind of just become, like, their floor general, game manager-type point guard. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, Pascal is going to do this year. I mean, you can see it also. They, they took a guy, Stanley Johnson, who was a lottery pick. He was top 10.
1: Yeah. Top 10 pick. Oh, he was up there. OG Ananobi 2.0. He might have been – Round 5? He might have been, been right 5, round five? yeah. Uh, for,
2: the, for the Pistons. I mean, once teams start taking flyers on guys like that, that's something like – the Knicks did last year with Hazonia and Trey Burke and Moutier. Alfred like, Payton. When, this once year. teams start doing that, they kind of—it it seems to me that they're not sure which direction they're going. They're they're kind of hedging their bets. So I think I think Toronto's going to be the under. I think they might be big time sellers this season.
0: Not bad. All right, so two unders and I got the over on the Raptors. Uh, they will be a team to to kind of keep an eye on because it, it maybe it depends on how they come out of the gates. If they come out like firing and then you know they're just like yo. Let's just make the playoffs. Let's keep this thing going. We'll sell in the off season. Yeah, like, and that's a possibility as what's well.
1: The the what's wrong with being good mentality? Right. Exactly. What's You're wrong with being mentality. good?
0: If they can be a, a five seed, which, which they're over under. If they are say Vegas is spot on, they win forty six games. They're they're a top seed like one of the top seeds in the in the East still. So they have talent. They have continuity. And I believe in Nick Nurse. I'm on over. I'm against you guys on the under. And now we have one more team in the Eastern Conference. Woo. The Washington Wizards, ugh, the Wizards, 27 and a half.
2: The almost bullets. Are they going to trade
0: Bradley Beal? That's really what this, I mean, even with Bradley Beal, can this?
2: Again, like now we're talking the same thing with the Cavs. The the most notable storyline for this team is are they going to trade their best?
0: Right, and it sucks because he is that type of guy. I always used to say this about Melo before he fell off a cliff. He was just 30 wins. Like if he was on a team, their floor was 30 wins. Bradley Beal may not be quite prime mellow but he's damn close and he's a really really good player does Bradley Beal by himself win 30 games with this roster I just don't know I just don't see it they and still in Thomas Bryan out every night like. absolutely he's their starting like feature center right now him and Ruby Hachimura so I think it's an under on the Wizards I think you have to also think about the fact that they could be selling and they could just be getting rid of everybody that matters bringing in all the picks they can get. It's you got to say under. If you're saying over it's irresponsible, maybe you just love Brad Beal, but don't be irresponsible, right? Let's be, let's be honest.
2: I think with a line this low, I, to your point, the mellow thing, I think with a line this low, they're going to kind of Vegas might expect them to to move Brad Beal or at least sit him down for extended period of time around the trade deadline. Because they they're working something out. Maybe it does happen. Maybe it doesn't. But if they sit him down for like five games, that that could be the difference in this in this over under. So I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: take the under. And also, I mean, Brad Beal hasn't been the healthiest player in the league. If he misses any time, they're a zero win team. Like they're terrible. They're really bad without him. It's, Can Alabama like said, beat them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Frank. Are you also on the under? fuck yeah (laughs) one last time for the Eastern Conference over under pod (coughs) there we go so we're not gonna run through the whole thing but we had some agreement we only had I think three full agreements between the three of us which is always good um all of you guys, listen to this podcast. Send us your picks. Send us your locks for over-unders if you agree with us or think we're dumb idiots. Uh, it could go either way. So send us your locks at SportBlogNYC, my personal app, Kennedy, or at NBA underscore Outsiders. Uh, Frank, what's your Twitter? Shout it out.
1: At Frank underscore Valani 21. Bam. I only want finals predictions because I gave mine. Okay. Sixers. You fucking pussies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sports Blog New York podcast. This has been the Eastern Conference Over Under. Stay tuned for Monday, the Western Conference Over Under. It's fun. This is what we're here for. NBA season is upon us, and the over-under pod is always one of the best of the season. So, for John Lucas Duffy, for Frank Vellani, I'm Pete Kennedy. This has been the Sports Blog New York Podcast, NBA Outsiders edition of the Eastern Conference Over-Unders. Hope you all enjoyed. Have a great day.
1: Peace.